You're listening to a podcast from Bayside Church International. Well, good morning. If you're um, visiting with us this morning, uh, as I was walking around before, I saw some faces that aren't altogether familiar, but our church family would like to put their hands together for you. And thank you for being here. Welcome. And uh, wherever you've come from, however you've come to be here, we're glad that you've decided to spend some time with us today, and we trust that you feel it's been a good investment. Uh, we are better for having you. So, uh, very good morning. My name's Chad, and uh, I've just got the mic for two minutes. I haven't done something like this for maybe four or five years, so um, I will make it brief, but I just felt to do this this morning. First Peter, chapter 5, a few verses here. Um, Peter, obviously the disciple, apostle of Jesus, and he's writing this letter in his old age. He says this, To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder. These verses, we should have these on the screen, First Peter 5. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but being eager to serve. Ah, there we go. Um, wasn't, didn't I put verse 1 up there today? Gee, that was, that, sorry, maybe that was my bad uh, planning. I thought I did that. Um, this verse, Peter is a, says, as a fellow elder, I'm writing to those of you who are elders and asking you to shepherd and oversee God's flock. And um, I'm not Baptist, so the Baptists have always been good on this, but just highlighting the fact that those who are elders pastors or shepherds and overseers those three terms are used all about the same people or the same person um, in the tradition i grew up in the apostolic father from my history he used to say that the main three functions of pastors are to love lead and feed god's people to love lead and feed um, he speaks about them being shepherds and we know when jesus spoke talked about being the good shepherd he said that the shepherd leads his sheep with his voice the shepherd leads them to green pastures and of course he does this because unlike the hired hand he has a great love for them verse 3 talks about not lording it over those entrusted to you but by being examples for the flock or setting a good example for people if there's one thing about leadership it's about leading by example not leading from up on high in a dominating ways as jesus said the gentile leaders did but leading by example. And in, as he closes his thought, he says, verse 4, this is so that when the great shepherd appears, those of you who are leading will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honour. Everything that a leader does is in submission to Jesus, the great leader. So when we love, when we lead, when we feed God's people, our example ultimately, our great model in life, while God gives us human models and examples on this planet to learn from, our great modeling example is Jesus, the great shepherd. And any pastor, any elder, any overseer is an under-shepherd to the great shepherd. Uh, there are times where I say of you, God, they are your people. This is your church. And Moses did that with his flock. He said, Lord, these are your people. This is your church. And yet there are also times that I beat my chest a little bit and I say, these are my people this is my church. As a shepherd under God's authority, 
both are true depending on the tone of how we're leading. And you guys, we all do that with our kids, don't we? And there's times where we say, God, they're your kids. <laughs> you deal with them, they are yours. <laughs> and yet there's times, and I had a moment like this just in the last couple of weeks, where I stuck my chest out a bit and I went, <clears throat> chatted with someone and I said, that is my kid. That's all you need to know. It wasn't Alex. <laughs> and so sometimes we do that. But I say that to introduce uh, Malcolm this morning. Malcolm has been an elder in our church for a number of years. And uh, like musicians on a music team, uh, you can be a musician and play a very different instrument to the others. But playing together, you complement one another wonderfully. Uh, same it is being a pastor or being an elder. You can be an elder, but that doesn't mean you're cookie-cut to be like the others, we complement one another on team. And so in our loving people, in our leading and in our feeding, uh, th those of us who serve in this capacity do that in different ways, in different dimensions. But uh, together we hope to do that as, uh, as God has entrusted this flock to you. So Malcolm doesn't speak a great deal from the pulpit, but you're going to receive him today with great anticipation because when... When I ask around, as I often do, and say, hey... Who do you think, you know, needs a little bit more pulpit time? Malcolm's name's one of those that's been coming up. So I'd love to hear Malcolm again. And so we've given now the privilege this morning of kicking off uh, a set of mini-series uh, that we'll be uh, looking at over the, uh, the coming weeks. And uh, he's here to speak to us today about what we've been singing about, about listening to the voice of God. So are you ready to pray for yourself and pray for him this morning? Yeah. Why don't you do... Mal, wants you to come up here, bro. Do the Chad thing. Put a hand on your... Heart and a hand stretched towards him, and we'll do a, do a double prayer here. <laughs> Father, as I put my hand on my heart, I say that you are my dad, and as mm. I was singing before, let me hear your voice. I'm here today yeah. to eat at your table. I'm here today to hear you. I'm here today to be encouraged and empowered to fulfill every good work that you've laid out before yeah. me. I'm here today on behalf of others who this word today will equip me to help them. Mm. I'm here today. To meet with you and lord i thank you for this servant of yours i thank you for now i thank you that you've given him the words to speak this morning and i pray that every word that mm. comes from him would come with authority and power kindness and love and would reach everyone under the sound of his voice so i bless him this morning with great confidence and clarity and i uh, thank you for empowering him for this task in jesus name everybody put their hands together and said yeah amen <laughs> Well, good morning. As Chad said, my name is Malcolm. Hi. And I have the privilege of coming and speaking to you. And this is really good for me because as a family pastor, I get to speak to you all at one time. So I'm happy about doing that. So as Chad said, we're, we're starting a series um, and we're going to be looking at a few different things. But this morning, I want to be talking about listening to God. Now, there are many ways to hear God, from his word, the scriptures, from impressions we get from him, his spirit, and from our trusted brothers and sisters, the saints. And we've heard Chad preach on that a few times, and it was a good one. So I'm not going to preach on that this morning. So I'm presuming that most of you know how we hear God by one of those avenues. 
So I've got a question for you. What was the last thing that God said to you? Hmm. Moni and I have been to many conferences and events over the last 14 years or so. And uh, every time we ask the Lord before we go, Lord, give us a word, give us something that will clarify that word, or touch us somehow, or Lord, use us to touch someone else. And the... The interesting thing is that he's been saying the same thing to me over the last few years. And the question is, well, what have I done with that? What have I done with that? So we'll put that one in a box there. Before we go into that, I just want to remind us how important it is to believe in God's plans for us and to get on board with those plans. And... uh, an example I had is some of us had to know, uh, know how to get the directions out of a mobile phone. We type in a request and we let the lady's voice tell us how to get to our destination. Now, if we do what the lady's voice says and we trust that she knows what she's talking about, then it's highly likely that we'll get to our destination. Now, if, however, I deviate and do my own thing, she'll try and give me a few different alternatives to get me to the same place. But if I keep ignoring her, she'll just say, please continue on the correct route. Or if you've got the Australian version, the Australian version of that. Or she'll just say, look, fella, do as I say, or I can't get you there. (laughs) Mine's a, a special version. In uh, Deuteronomy 2.3, God tells us the Israelites were wandering around, around the, wandering around the wilderness. <laughs> and, they'd, and they'd been going around. I'm glad that I wouldn't have been able to pull that off and my voice wasn't croaky. Um, but they'd been going around this mountain and God's going, guys, or guys, what are you doing? It's time to turn north. It's time to get to your inheritance. Now, they feared God's plan. Well, some of them did. Some of them were, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. But some of them were going, oh, no, I don't, I don't want any of that. Or they just plain ignored it. Or they found their hearts wanting to go backwards and that wasn't cooperating with God. And we can be like that too sometimes. Now, every time I get to preach, whenever that is, I want to say this verse, because this verse is my, my heart. It's Jeremiah 29 11, 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and to give you a future. So, we, so that we know God has our backs. We know he has our backs. He knows he is, he is with us. Now, we've heard quite a bit lately about believing in who God sees us, our identity, not limiting God within us, 
So this morning, I want to tackle something just slightly differently. What happens when we do our best to accomplish what God has given us, but things get in the way? We get frustrated. We find we don't seem to have the knowledge needed or we find ourselves doubting if it really was God who spoke to us. Did we really hear right? So again, what has God spoken to you? Now, in my own journey, God's been asking me to birth some songs. He's put some songs in my heart Um, And they've been there for a long time, and I haven't done anything with them, have I? (laughs) So in that process, he's asked me to listen to them, listen for them, to write them, and produce them. Songs that tell of his greatness, that sing of his gospel, and what he has done for us. So I've been listening for the songs. I'll get them while I'm hearing a great sermon and something pops into my heart and a line is born. I'll be in the shower and the melody goes through my head and I snatch it for my own. I'll wake up at night and hear his words from heaven. Now the most important thing that I've learned is that we get a glimpse. And our job is to capture it in whatever way we have available at the time. Now, my phone's a great tool. It can record, it can write down text, and I can capture it in that moment. Of course, pen and paper, old school, is the best, of course. But for me, the phone has been a real blessing. But if I, let it, if I let it slip, if I don't get that, for the most part, that thought's gone. Well, at least with me anyways. <laughs> so I've learned to treasure the words that he's given me. And we remember about that, the pearl of great price. Matthew 13, 45 to 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and he bought it. Treasure what he tells you and hold it to yourself because it's precious. So you may may be saying, well, now people can hear songs, they can write their own lyrics, they can do those kinds of things. Well, I'll say it like it is. I'm not that smart. (laughs) I'm smart enough to listen for them. I'm smart enough to tune my ear to Holy Spirit and to listen for words when they come. John 10.3 talks about the sheep being us 
hearing and recognizing the shepherd's voice, Jesus, and following. Andrew Womack states, and he's always very direct. Shall I do his voice? No, I won't do his voice. The Lord constantly speaks to us and gives us direction. It's never the Lord who is not speaking, but it is, it is us who is not hearing. Our next little thing is, all we need is our five loaves and two fish. Now, we've, we've heard that when um, we were talking about Jesus' uh, miracles, about the five loaves and two fish. But we actually have five loaves and two fish of our own. When we're listening for God's voice, when he speaks to us about the amazing, scary, far bigger than we are dream, that seed that is planted in us, which, which stokes our passion, our default position has to be Philippians 1.6, which says, I am certain that God who began the good work within me will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus returns. And there's lots of things that happen along the way there. Let me just say that, okay? It's not like you'll give us something and it, it won't happen till when he returns. Okay, there's a lots of different processes in that and lots of joys and excitement and presence that we get to open in the meantime. So I have three points. That's point number one. Second point is leaning on him. We've been listening, now we're leaning on him. My sub-point is, is pressing in to get more of the scoop. Now, a reporter or a journalist picks up on the promise of a story. I've got a story. I've got a story. He gets a tip-off and does his darndest to get the whole nuts and bolts of the thing. A good journalist doesn't give up, even though there can be many obstacles in the way, and we've seen Hollywood make many a movie about the subject. So it's true also when God gives us a task. We may come against obstacles that, that hinder that. Now, I had songs and lyrics, but I needed to record them. That was part of the deal. You get them, then you do something with it, and then you let me do the rest of it. Now, these days of the digital age, there are many programs for computers you can buy to do all sorts of things. Nothing beats a traditional studio, but I don't have 5 to 20K just to do that. So um, I'm thankful that there's these uh, facilities available. So I went through four or five of these programs over four or five years um, before I found one that I could get my brain around. And I had to pray a lot for wisdom. Because I didn't know how to use these things. I'd pick up the manual, and I'd be reading it. That's the face I use when I can't understand anything. <laughs> and it, it would just become a blur. And I'd go, Lord, how, how am I, I going to do this? You know? I'd, and I was getting... I was getting frustrated because I'm saying, you know, you can't be 
David was <laughs> And he's going, having a nice pity party, are we? <laughs> I went, no, Lord, but you know. He says, just keep at it. And the Holy Spirit went, that's okay, boy. This is how you do it. And ding! And I'd see something, I'd discover something. I had a story, but I needed the nuts and bolts. James 1.5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our God, our generous God, and he will give it to you, and he will not rebuke you for asking. He goes, good on you, boy, you asked. It's about time, but you asked. Good on you. My next thing is, let him carry you through this process, this discovery process. I love how God gives us a whole picture. He doesn't give us the whole picture all at once. This life is about leaning into him and going on marvelous discoveries, marvelous adventures. He use, uses different parts of our life to fill in the blank spaces of other parts of our life. Now, I love the account in Matthew 17, 24 to 27, when Peter comes to Jesus and the, um, he says, Lord, we need two drachma for the temple tax. These guys are coming and saying, why aren't you paying the temple tax? But, you know, these guys have been in New York for a little while. Why aren't you paying the temple tax? And Jesus goes, okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to go down to the lake, throw in your line, pull the first line in, and there will be a fish. And in that fish, there will be a coin. Now, how would Peter know that? It's not like he goes to a mate and says, look, how do you pay the temple tax? You go down to the lake, you pull in your line, you pull it in, there's your fish, there's the coin, you pay the temple tax. Duh. You know, we do. there's things that we just don't know, that Holy Spirit comes along and he gives us the information. Wonderful discoveries. Get used to it, that's part of life. Life is full of wonderful discoveries. Now, we've been looking at new areas of worship, how we can improve the sound. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is a heart of worship. That's what God wants up here. It's want people with a heart of worship. But in doing that, you just want to improve things. You want to go to that next level. You want to just, you know, uh, the, the, you're wanting God's input into everything that you do. And so I said, well, Lord, how, how can I improve that sound? So he led me through a process, and I've been playing with some new fandangle contraptions. They're not there today, but... Um, and I've discovered that there's a whole new area of technology that I didn't know. Now, this helped me greatly in getting my head around the whole, whole home studio thing. And the Lord led me into one discovery, which in turn led me into another discovery, which in turn led me into another discovery. John 16, 13 says, When the Spirit of truth 
comes, and he has already come. So this, this was talking about something that was going to happen, but we already have him here. Hallelujah. He'll guide us in all truth. And in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord in all of your ways, and he will make your path straight. He'll come, and he will, and he'll come, and he will, he will bring that to life. So we've had listening for his voice. We've had leaning into him getting that guidance that we need to do the job. And I'm not speaking very long this morning, so my last point is letting loose the vision that he has given us. Now, I don't know, they're not here. Is Tony, Tony Creed here this morning? No. Okay, well, neither of them are here, but I'm... There you go. Hey, right in the middle. Center focus. Now, Willem Van Tinteren and Tony Creed, they have built their own boats. Now, they got a plan. They, said, they had this thought come into their heads, I want to build a boat. I just want to build a boat. And they got the wood and they got the plans and, and, and they built these magnificent um, boats. Now, it took them countless hours, I'm sure. And I know that there was joys and there were struggles through the building process. Now, having made them and completing them was a triumph in itself. But the task wouldn't have been completed till the boats were deemed worthy to sail and were tested and used for what they were designed to do. God's plans for you, the things that he says to you, the things that he speaks into our hearts. He has his purposes in mind for those. He has ours, but did you know that we are part of his purposes? Now we talk about God's plans, but God's plans have everything to do with us because that's what they're about plans to spread the gospel, to advance his kingdom, so every heart hears his word and has a chance to response. respond. The things he gives us to do are all part of his plan, whether they seem big or they don't seem big. He's spoken to you, he's asked you to do something. What have you done with that? Believe it was God-breathed. We've got to stand by what we have heard God say, no matter what anyone else thinks, till we see that thing done. Listening to God means sometimes we don't listen to other voices in our lives. I preached once here before about when Zechariah was told that Elizabeth was going to have a baby. She was a bit older, and he's going... And I don't believe that. And God closed his mouth so that nothing negative could come out of here till John was born. And we've got to be, got to treasure those things he's given us, you know, that gold. And not listen to that, you can't do that. You know, you're not, you're not worthy of doing that thing. 
because you know we don't we are made worthy in him he is our righteousness and we are righteous in him and in this process we've got to expect the unexpected and this is my last thing Ephesians 3:20 says God can do immeasurably more than we can think or imagine now if one person gets blessed and turns to God through one of these songs that he's given me, then it would have served its purpose. But I never want to underestimate God. When he speaks to us, he speaks from eternity. And it's not our job to decide whether or not it's good enough. That's pride. And I had to deal with that. Let his river flow in your life. Let the fruit of his voice blossom in your life and see him do amazing things. So listen for his truth. Lean on his understanding and let his words loose. Okay? Now this morning, um, I'm going to play you the track of my CD, the first one. Now, it's not mixed properly yet, so I just threw it together. <laughs> but um, I'm doing this so that you can see that there is, it's possible to do anything. And believe me, it's possible to do anything. Okay, I'll leave you with this. Bless you.
Thanks, Malcolm. Listen, lean, let loose. If anybody uh, identified with that this morning and uh, you would like a bit of prayer support to, to believe for something or to, to help you uh, walk into something that God is leading you in, uh, we have a fantastic prayer team here this morning and they are very eager to uh, not pray for you so much but to believe with you and, and to release something, to release the next step of listen, lean, and let loose. Thank you, Malcolm. That was fantastic. Really good. Just want to read this word over you. It comes out of Philippians, and it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonable or your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made, known, be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And with that, have a fantastic week. Uh, reminisce and bring back to your memory what Mao has spoken this morning. It'll be on our podcast a little bit later in the week on iTunes. And uh, I think it's a good one to re-listen to. Apart from that, bless your family. Have a fantastic week. This has been a podcast from Bayside Church International. Thanks for listening.